Hey everyone, and welcome to the World of Presentation podcast brought to you by us at 356 Labs. My name is Boris. I'm going to be your host today yet again. However, with me today is someone who is not a speaker, does not run a presentation agency or anything of that sort. However, she is very much involved in inviting speakers to events and not just events, but some of the most premium events, at least in the Microsoft space. Her name is Elena Lalovska, and she, together with her co-founder, are running a company that made a huge impression on me. I think, was what was it, Elena? Last year, you, run the, you started the organization of, and more or less uh, created the Global Excel Summit, right? Yeah. It was last year. Yeah, so that was the first time I was really impressed by somebody who showed from the first moment that they really care about what it, like they cared about, first of all, the speakers, how they operate an event, what it means to create a premium event. So I'm super happy to have her here. So she brings us behind the scenes of how you organize an event like that. So Elena, welcome to this Thank you. Uh, podcast. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. Perfect. So we have a lot to talk about, but let's start with data productions and you. What is happening? Like, tell us a little bit about Dato. Well, Dato Productions is a company that we founded uh, with Tea Kuseva together. And it was born from the idea of we basically had corporate jobs and, you know, we were working living the corporate life, um, <laughs> nine to five job in the office every day. And we were both doing things that we were passionate about, but it was never done the way we would like it to be, so to speak. Okay. Obviously it's someone else's baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay. um, so at the time, Taya was working at Apple and yeah. she was doing a lot of internal projects with Excel and numbers and combining stuff and just exploring that whole industry and she discovered a true passion for Excel. So okay. around that, she kind of dove into the world of Excel. It took about a year to take courses, do some research and really truly her passion exploded, so to speak. So we had wow, a sit okay. down one day and we thought, you know what? There's something here. If you can be so passionate about something, clearly you're not alone. Hmm. Um, okay. My passion is bringing people together and finding common interests, connecting people and ensuring a safe, safe environment for them to share ideas and grow. Yeah. So having those two things, we just started doing research. And that's kind of how our first idea for the Global Excel Summit was born. So to come back to your initial question, <laughs> Datal is a company that partners with industry experts and forms brands out of events. Yeah, that's the answer. That's the answer. That's how <laughs> I describe it. <laughs> okay. I was so... Like when you say what you said about there is just so interesting when you combine the words Apple, like a company, like the company itself, and then Excel, it's like Apple, Excel, it's just, I know <laughs> it's so, it is so, so strange, but anyhow, so you decided to org to create this event company. Can we say it? It's an, can we kind of name it company event yes. production company yes. and it looks like, or at least every single time I was just on your, on the website and now you have completely revamped the global Excel summit, right? Yes, you're going to, you're going to use a completely different platform for the summit because it had to be a really big event in London. Mm -hmm. uh, when, when was it supposed to happen? Like what was the day? It was way before COVID. Or not? No. No, it was right uh, during the London lockdown. Uh, okay. It was supposed to happen in April, um, and the idea was that we were gonna get you know two thousand people in one place. Yeah. Which clearly could not happen because we couldn't leave our homes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I mean, when COVID exploded, you know, in the beginning, I think everyone 
no one really took it seriously because okay. no one had seen anything like it. So we all thought, you know, we're going to be fine and this is going to blow over and it's just the flu. Obviously, yeah. turned you out didn't. completely different. So, um, well, yeah, we couldn't really do anything uh, physical. We thought about going virtual right away, but, you know, that takes planning and it takes just a lot of organizing and moving all of these things and mm. communicating to not only the participants, but also everyone who wants to attend. So we did take a little bit of time to get organized and do our research properly. And now we're back on track, coming yep. back in February and... Yep. Yeah, I mean, we have found the most incredible platform that we're, we will use. I think people will love it. it. Yeah, what is the name of the platform? So the platform is called Alive. They yeah. are based in Turkey and they were founded in 2008, I believe. They're very big in the game. Oh, wow, industry. okay. Okay. So they have now come up with a concept for... Um, online conferences, their platform is an island. And the reason yeah. why it's an island is because they wanted to create something that feels COVID free. And I hmm. thought how beautiful to just take that and integrate it. And so their platform works with augmented reality, virtual reality and extended reality, which I'm not sure if you know what it is. But I know. basically, yeah. Honestly, when I heard, I, I kind of stood back and I wasn't even sure what all of these things mean. Yeah. Um, you can create your own avatar inside. It's just a whole different level. And it kind of reminded me of Sims, if you've ever played it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember I that one. I love Sims. And when I saw this platform, I thought, how <laughs> cool. So uh, we've partnered up with them and they've been truly amazing, I think. It's great to see a company work so hard to give people as, the experience as close as possible to what they would have had if it was a physical event. Yeah. So, yeah. That. <laughs> yeah, that's that. Yeah, definitely. There are a lot of platforms out there. Obviously, we also export. Like I personally went on and did probably 20 or 25 calls and demos with various, various platforms for our event. Yes. And yeah, it's just so, it's just so well. many. Yeah, yeah. It's just so many. And all of them are very, you can say they always feel the same, you know, yeah. but that one indeed is a very different one. Once you see the promo video there, because I've, it is a secret that when I decided to do the present to succeed conference, the first, always the first person that I reached out to Thea was actually Thea so that I pick her brain on, on some event stuff. I was like, mm -hmm. hmm, uh, let me ask her some questions that I have probably. Ask. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. So I was, I, I, yeah, I picked her brain a lot. <laughs> Even up until today, I'm like shooting her emails, like, what would you do if this happens? <laughs> so I'm constantly yeah, asking some things. Taya is a great person to ask about anything event related. She has been in the industry and she has seen and the research she does is so extensive that mm. having her on your team is a truly, truly big plus. Yeah, I, I can agree for sure. Like she's not, a, I haven't worked with her like as part of the same team, but we have been in close collaboration because of Global Excel Summit and psh, it's just so she makes it so easy and the whole team that you guys have there that's running this event just makes it so easy for every speaker like that is so much appreciated by speakers so that's why i also wanted to bring you guys in to talk about what are you what are you doing like how are you approaching mm -hmm. the speaker type of communication because you're an event organizer the people who are listening to this are either already speaking at events, mm -hmm. right? Just starting maybe, or some of them will be asked even to speak at events. Yes. And so I think it will be really cool if we can go behind the scenes and kind of reveal some of the things that happen behind the scenes between an event organizer that cares about their event truly, as you are doing, and the speaker, okay. right? So 
if we have to start from somewhere, what would you say, like, what is the starting point for you as the event organizers in regards to the speakers and the communication with them? Like, for example, probably the first thing that you are doing is, I don't know, correct me here, but you're probably going through a speaker list and saying, hey, who should I invite, right? Who should be? No. <laughs> no? Okay. No. That's why I said, so, correct me if I'm wrong. Well, um, I am really, really happy to hear that you are feeling good with our internal communications and that you feel that it's been very easy. This is very important for us. Yeah. Um, in terms of speaker selection, so to speak, mm. uh, as I said, we do very, very extensive research uh, at the beginning of every project. Okay. And as you know, the Global Excel Summit is in collaboration with Randy Austin. Uh, yes. Randy Austin has been in the Excel industry for years and he has yeah did greatly his work is incredible and um he has you know he has been kind of the backbone into helping us see and navigate this industry that we walked into and we weren't really sure about because we haven't really been a part of it so he mm. played a huge role in helping us kind of navigate these waters um we have also a partner alan murray who we do yeah. our um uh, London meetup groups with and he was also a great help uh, in this process so I mean all great people everyone who we've had the pleasure to kind of be introduced to has been amazing and they're all so so talented and I mean so are you <laughs> which is it's incredible to see so many people just kind of come together and I'm glad that we're finally going to get to experience it in yeah. February. Um, in terms of further communication for us, it's very important in the beginning of a project to draft up a contract. Um, we really believe that contracts kind of, you know, set your expectations, the speaker's yeah. expectations. It's very, very important. So, you know, we do that. Um, and you did it in a very cool way, by the way, like you are not like the typical organization that will send you some word files or whatever. It's this 1998 type of feeling. There was something like you were using something like DocuSign or Adobe Sign, something similar to that, which was just, hey, here is a contract. Take a look. You can just click and it will sign it. Right. Yeah, it's just... I mean we're not trying to make anyone's life hard and the reason why we do everything we do is so both parties understand exactly what to expect and we yeah. don't want disappointment from anyone we don't want either one of the parties to be in a position where they feel awkward it's yeah. very important for us to have our speakers comfortable which is why we try to keep them constantly updated with the changes that we're making yeah we try to put out calendars to kind of help them understand what we're looking at, how we're trying to proceed. And these calendars, we try to keep them very personalized in terms of the guest speakers, because obviously if we shared a calendar with everything that needs to happen, it would be just very overwhelming. Yeah, insane. <laughs> yeah. So we try to feed them um, only the information they need and we're constantly open to feedback. Uh, we're trying to always kind of improve everything that we're doing. So yeah open to ideas we're very kind of open we're not here to tell you what to do we're here to work with you and get the most out of it so i i, I do hope you feel that way too <laughs> yeah I, I personally received at least maybe at some point i kind of stopped looking at who exactly from the team is uh, okay. shooting emails but i personally would confirm that at least two or three times i got the question hey what do you think about this do you have any feedback? Like, what should we improve? On and on and on and on. And by the way, that is, first of all, that is very rare to see, right? Yeah. But yet the people and the organizations that do it, truly do it, right? Not just talk about it or whatever, are at the end of organizations that succeed big time, right? I mean, that is something that I, for the first moment when I was kind of exposed to Global Excel Summit, I stopped and we had this internal discussion with the people around me that this is the first time I'm seeing somebody creating an event for not digital, I don't know, like social media or some 
like sexier topic, if you wish, right? Yeah. yeah. But a topic that's Excel, which for many people is sexy, but still, <laughs> right? But not for that many. Yeah. <laughs> and yet you and what you were doing and the way it was presented was super premium, right? And you, we actually collaborated on some uh, presentation materials, templates, on and on and on. So our agency helped you out with all of that stuff. And when they hired us to do that, I was like, how many conferences do I know? And I know, I would say quite a lot because I've been quite like at some places, care about the way their sponsor presentation look. Yeah. Like I was like, how many are there? Right. And we did a lot of, I probably, you have seen the presentation at the end. It was hand-drawn. There were hand-drawn elements. Like there were a lot of things inside. Yeah. So like when all of those things happened, the presentation, the template, the way it was communicated, the landing pages that you have built, I was like, these people, this team, this company is thinking in a completely different way for an event like an event for an Excel. I was like, this is something very interesting. We really have to be very close to you guys because it's truly truly interesting to monitor what you are doing and kind of setting up the expectations for hey this is how it should be done right this is how it should be done so how did you end up from the get-go because this is your first event global excel summit is Uh, the first event yeah of data right after after i guess it's the first yes i'm we had the financial modeling modeling summit yeah but that was after planned after right yeah i guess Yes, yes. Yeah. How did you end up and like coming up with that mindset and thinking that maybe that's the better way, right? A lot of people do it this way, we'll do it that way. Like who's like how did you came up with that I don't know, insight if you wish, so to well, use some other words. We are um I would say we're not the conventional business so to speak mm. don't try to do things the way that the uh, big companies small companies or whatever companies do them mm. we try to stay true to our nature as humans and okay. we don't treat this like a money-making machine if you will we treat this as a partnership that we have between each other and other people and yep. so our communications and everything we do is in respect to exactly that. Um, we're not going to do something if we can't give it our all. And mm. our bar is set so high personally, maybe, that that reflects on in our job. Um, it's, I mean, yeah. I don't, we've never kind of, you know, sat down and said, we're going to do this like that because of whatever reason, yeah. you know. Um, obviously, uh, if we encounter something that is not very nice from personally from another company we then take note to not do this or do this differently mm. but i think it all just kind of happened naturally this is all the way yeah, we you, are i yeah. mean this is honestly datal is kind of a reflection of who we are as people yeah so Sounds good, by the way, to hear that. Like (laughs) when you say it's like, "Mm, that sounds good to say. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, it is true. I think that this is so much like this is completely true. You can feel and you can every single communication, the way you you speak about events, the way you act in regards to those events always shows that. So back to back to the presenters and to the speakers. Once you someone helps you out with a speaker list or you have like a final speaker list, what is important for you in regards to the speakers for the events that you are organizing like what's important for you as the event organizer well for us we have one thing that's important is that they're Mm. comfortable and that we're consistent um and that they're prepared so for us it's very important as you said your agency helped us out with a template for the speakers Mm. to do their presentation in because we wanted to keep everything consistent, everything clean. We don't want the speakers sitting there and kind of struggling over how to format their presentations. Yeah. We want their expertise. We want them to be passionate about this and we want it to happen easy, mm. um, which is why we have supplied this along with other materials. Yeah. We 
it's important to have a dry run before the event because yeah. we want everyone to feel comfortable. We want everyone to test everything. We want to know if something doesn't feel right or something doesn't work. So we have time to change it because yeah. only then will the audience truly be able to connect rather than feel like they're in school. Yeah. <laughs> we all want to avoid. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, about just communicating this is why we try to go back and forth and back and forth and really each person is different each person needs different things as a speaker mm. and as a professional and they work on different schedules and yeah. different time zones so just trying to figure all of that out it takes time and you gotta allow your yourself yeah. to have that time by the way, we have to put in here some shameless plug that we are talking about Global Excel Summit for so long now. And <laughs> at the same time, everybody who is doing and working with Excel on a daily basis, not on a weekly, but on a daily basis, and you guys are a lot, you really have to check out the Global Excel Summit if you're still not part of it, because like the lineup there is just insane. I mean, you really brought some of the brightest minds in the Excel community to speak at that event. It's incredible. I mean, we have so many Microsoft MVPs and YouTube yeah. stars and just really some of the best professionals in the world. Yeah. And it's it's crazy to have so much talent in one place. Yeah, <laughs> in one place. That is complete. Yeah. And, and look how it sounds. YouTube stars on the topic of Excel. I know. Like, what is going on with our world? That is so nice. Anyway. You yeah. Know, we have um, Layla, one of our yep. um Her YouTube She's videos super cool. are incredible because mm. they really remind me of, you know, YouTube videos that they do for makeup or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's happening. And they're short, they're dynamic. They're, and you see that, yeah, it, it could be Excel, but there is a whole industry of Excel influencers, if you will. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Do the same as all the stars on Instagram or whatever they are. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I mean, but it is true there. Her videos, for example, are like really cool. Yeah. Right? And she herself is really cool person. And you yes. can see, yeah, you can, I don't know if you know her Lovely. in person. Do you know her in person? I haven't met have, her personally. You haven't? Oh, no. okay. I She's have really cool. her, yes. Yeah. So, so. All of that for the speakers, all of that. So con the consistency, the preparation, you're expecting the speakers also, also, especially in this virtual environment nowadays with the new platform, right? To do a dry run, yes. right? And that is also going to be uh, done in a specific time frame, mm -hmm. right? There was like, for the Global Excel Summit, I believe it will be like 15 days, maybe before the event or something like this. Yeah. I saw the calendar, more or less, more or less. Yeah, yeah. More or less. Okay, so is there anything that, for example, so that is in, in regards to preparation? Uh, by the way, I would completely agree with what you said that every, every, you try to make it very personal for the speakers because even today I shot, I shot an email to, uh, to Thea because there was, you sent this calendar that up yes. until whatever December there should be the first draft of the presentation sent. I think it's, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, and I, I said to, by the way, hopefully not that many people from the speakers will listen to that, but I, I said to Thea, you know that you shouldn't be worrying about my slides, right? But still, still, we'll provide you something just to let you know that it won't be final. But yet again, the fact that it won't be final shouldn't make you worry about it, right? I mean, exactly from my end it shouldn't worry you that much. So yeah, I was like, and she was like, of course, don't worry about it on and on and on. So a very, very personal communication with everybody, right? That is something that you should be expecting. What do you expect from the speakers before the event and during the event, throughout the event? Are there any expectations? Obviously you're in, put in a very good position to work with some of the best, right? Yeah. Which makes your life very easy, right? Yeah. Because they know what to do. They are very, like, in order for them to become who they became, it's now obvious that they know what to do. But what are your kind of, if you have to name some things, like what do you expect from them before the event to do or to tell you or to say, to kind of ask for, is there anything there? I don't really think so. I... 
I don't have particular expectations for anyone besides what's in their contract. <laughs> so Which is okay, yeah, clear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are completely flexible. And as I said, truly what I expect is for everyone to dive into their field. This is okay. what I expect. And I expect to see passionate presentations and I expect them to be pumped about it. And I expect networking. These are the things I expect. I don't, I, I don't really expect any kind of requests, if that's what you mean, okay. or I'm not sure. Yeah, because there is a lot of like, there is constantly, for example, at the beginning of the communication with the speaker, they have to submit, let's say a topic, an abstract, yeah, all those things. Like, do you, how do you check those? How do you communicate if you want to, were, were there any situations at all when you saw an abstract or a topic that they suggested and you were like, hmm, that's not the one that we're looking for. Can you try something else? Were there any type of moments like this? Um, the only reason why we would suggest an alteration of topic would be if there is more than one speaker talking about the same thing. Okay, repeating but, sessions, more or less. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, um, we are trying to keep people passionate. We are trying to keep people engaged. And okay. we believe that each speaker should have the opportunity to choose what they want to talk about in order to be able to radiate this topic and kind of speak from the heart because yeah. only then will the people listen. And because we have such incredible speakers, including you, of course, um, you all have your own following. You all have people who follow your work and follow your agencies or your channels or whatever it is. They want to hear from you. They don't want to hear something that I imposed on you. Yeah. Okay. So you're not trying to push anything no, towards we don't, speaker. No. The, it, truly, the Global Excel Summit is a community that we're trying to form. And you can't mm. form a community if you're sitting there delegating what everyone should do. We're trying to come up with ways that people can interact even when it is online and even when we can't meet personally. But there are obviously negatives to the fact that you can't meet someone in person, but we have found so many positives that we couldn't even expect to see now that it has all gone virtual. Mm. So it's just kind of going with the flow and accepting everything that comes yeah. your way because how else are you going to build a community of any sort yeah that is true i can imagine that the change was like huge like when this whole uh, you had some serious plans in regards to being in person oh right? we had everything set everything was set yeah we had just all the organization was kind of done and this happened and honestly when we first kind of understood that we're going to have to move the summit, but also consider going virtual, it was, it was a shock. Initially, mm, we were yeah. kind of, you know, stunned because we had to alter our whole mindset of what we can do and what we can give and deliver. But honestly, it turned out for the best, at least now we know that we can do all of that and we can supply what we've promised and people can still be safe and be at home mm. and not have yeah. to be because what's happening is crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. <laughs> and the unfortunate thing I think was that this was the first event, right? Like it was about to be the first yeah. to be in person and then the first changed virtually. Yeah. In yes. a way that for everyone was like, wait, what? <laughs> so now we have like now we have to do <laughs> uh, complete completely virtual. Like, how are we going to do this? Is it Zoom? Is it like what is it? How? Yeah, yeah it, it it can be. We have the same exact questions, but because we're so passionate about it, it kind of. I mean, when you want to do something, you just find a way to do it. Yeah. And, uh, through the London Excel meetups and through all of these even master classes and these kind of get togethers in small pockets for different reasons of people 
for people to get together for different reasons, it has showed us that there is a need for connection and there is a need mm. for people to talk about these topics and they want to be there. You know, yeah. we haven't now our meetups, we've seen a growth in the number that people that in attendees, because now it's, you know, you don't have to travel. People can do it from mm. the their own yeah. home. And this is actually such a plus that we never really, we would have never considered if it wasn't for COVID. Yeah. What do you think, by the way, is the future of events? Is it virtual? Is it in person? Is it hybrid? What's your I take think, here? I think, honestly, I think both have great positives. You can't mm. deny the human connection when mm. someone is in front of you, you know, yeah. you can't deny that. But at the same time, you can't also deny the fact that virtual events can literally connect the whole world without having to travel without having mm. all these expenses around your travels. Yeah, it's not just, you know, buying your ticket, it's also having to come to the country if you don't live here and having to secure somewhere to sleep and all of that. I think honestly, it's hybrid, everything in life needs a balance. And so do yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's well said. I like that one. <laughs> I like that one. So the, probably the next, the next big event that you're going to be planning will be hybrid. Well, uh, yeah. After. Yes. I, I would say, let's see after everything stabilizes for sure. It will be such a pleasure to have something in person, um, but also allow people access who can't physically make it there yeah i heard a lot of very when we were doing the conference now for april i look at it not only from the perspectives that you just mentioned that make it just work when it's virtual it makes it so much easier but when you look at it because you are also an event organizer from the sponsor point of view it's just insane i mean sponsors care about people going there seeing them talking with them yeah um, like downloading some type of things taking some materials etc and when i first was exposed to like which one i believe it was hopin maybe like the platform and i saw how much data these events gather right in regards to excel by the way you can export them into excel which <laughs> is normal <laughs> which is now normal <laughs> when i saw the data when i saw the details in the excel spreadsheets i was like wow that is not possible in an in-person event, right? The amount of data that those events are getting in an in-person fashion, you cannot match the virtual type of thing, right? It's just impossible. Like how, how are you going to know how many people stayed for how long engaged at your boot? Yes, I mean... In an in-person event. Like that is not even... You cannot... You cannot measure that. <laughs> I mean, it's not measurable. Who took the brochure? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? You're going to scan everybody that takes a brochure like they do in the US, which is super annoying, by the way, for the European people. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. There are ways, you know, um, physical brochures are great, and having mm. kind of physical things to take away from someone's booth is amazing. But there's also a practice where you walk in, you have your own QR code, they scan it, they get all your information, yep. they get your email, they get everything, and then you get all the brochures that you want sent to your email. So yep. not only is it convenient in terms of what you're talking about, but it also saves the environment and you have everything in one place. You're not gonna lose it, you're not, I, it's just, there's things there's positives and negatives in everything. To everything, yeah, absolutely. But yeah. We'll see. I mean, how is your event going? Oh, we are like, we are just wrapping up everything that needs to happen. We, how can I say it? It's very, you probably experienced it yourself <laughs> a lot of times, but getting the people that we want to get, yes. right? the speakers that we want to get, is not as easy as it seems for mm. somebody and for the attendee they just look at the speaker list and they say oh these are 
some incredible people that are going to be here because we are also inviting like our speaker list. Even today, it's November the 12th that we are recording this. I recently received some comments on LinkedIn that people are amazed by the rock star lineup of the event. And they really have zero idea how much time and effort it is to get those people and to convince them to join. Like mm. It's not that easy. The fact that there is a cool event doesn't mean that every speaker will accept to speak and we by the way did you get refusals for your event did somebody refuse to speak um do you remember i don't we don't take we don't tend to take no for an answer (laughs) okay that by the way that is a clever strategy if you really think about it okay i'll have that in mind why Uh, (laughs) want to speak okay yeah okay i would have that in mind because I took no for an answer for, from some of the speakers. <laughs> your, your event is looking really, really great. I am truly looking forward to it. Everything that you guys have done, you've used Big Marker. Uh, we probably will use them or them yeah. or Hopin. We'll see which one of those. Because, for example, Big Marker are now we're in negotiations for pricing there because they gave us a price for the platform and for for what we wanted to do and then they more or less tripled the price with no reason i was like since when is this triple the price like it was expensive in first place <laughs> so <laughs> so why is it now three times more expensive than it was yeah. oh you know you want to use a custom font in your platform because you see how we care about small details yes right? like the font of a website <laughs> is important. You know, I cannot be using Calibri all across the platform. It will be ugly. Like we, we position those events and the Global Excel Summit and all of those events, we position them as premium events, yes. right? And you expect a premium look and feel. You expect premium communication. You expect premium sessions. You expect like everything to be premium, right? I mean, if somebody tells you that this is a premium event and sells it to you as a premium event, you're like, okay, I expect premium event. <laughs> you log into a platform and it's Calibri font. Everything is misaligned. The icons are different style. You're like, what the hell is going on in here? Like, who are those people here? So yeah, we. I believe that all of that stuff, all of that stuff, really matters in regards to making it. I recently, and that is related to Apple um, as a company. Somebody who we work with said that. What made Steve Jobs great, he's not a presenter or somebody, but the business person. What made Steve Jobs great was that the story that he had for each and every presentation and the way he was delivering it was outstanding. Mm. Not exactly the design he said. I was like, "Mm, you're wrong. Beg to differ. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, you're wrong. I completely agree because we also work on the story and on the delivery, but the design is also part of it. It's just that the design was so flawless that you didn't even notice it and that makes it flawless right i mean that makes it not flawless but seamless right it just serves the purpose and it's the same with the events it's the same with the creatives with the ads that you are running for the events when you see it and it just flows you're flawless you're like wow you're not even thinking about it you know it's so <laughs> nice to see a design like that anyhow so how are you, by the way, when you are doing all of that, like now the event is coming up very soon, probably like, what is it? Two months, three months, two months and a half, let's say. Yeah. Yeah. Two months and a half. How can, you said a lot of those things, people, I believe presenters can kind of rethink what, think about what you said and say, okay, if she says that uh, they are going to ask me to rehearse the presentation, obviously that's important for them. So let's make their life easier rehearse the presentation a few times before that. So obviously rehearsals will be important, but my main question here is like, if you think about it and if you say, Hey, speakers, listen to this one, how can a speaker or speakers or the whole group that you selected make your life, like, can a speaker do something to make your life easier for an event? Because I believe that the most expensive speakers out there, meaning especially in the business world, are not just the brightest top people on the planet in regards to their skills. They're also very easy to work with. Uh No matter the fact that they are 
like written seven books have the most visited youtube channel or whatever like what are the do you have something on top of your head that you would say as an advice to a speaker who is on their way to speak at a very cool event what should they do how should they approach it you said a lot of things obviously the rehearsals the consistency of the, the passion all of that stuff but in regards to you as the organizer what would you expect from them so that your life is easier so that your life is easier I'll yeah. you, tell you and this one's yeah directly to you meet okay. your deadlines <laughs> <laughs> that is a good one that is a good one meet your deadlines why <laughs> Why? Because if you meet your deadline, that ensures that everything will flow seamlessly. Okay. You know, yeah. these deadlines are there because we do need all the information and we do need to test everything. And we do need to make sure that when you're presenting, everything goes, everything is just perfect. This is, you know, why? Yeah. Yeah. Other than <laughs> that, I mean, <laughs> it is completely fine, right? Yeah. But by the way, I believe that in the creative world, you can see, and not only in the creative world, people don't get the word deadline like completely. It's a deadline, but tomorrow is also fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they don't get why is something called a deadline. There is sometimes a reason behind it. So, what happens if somebody, so give us an example so that people know and understand what happens behind the scenes what can happen mm -hmm. if a few of the speakers let's say miss the deadline for let's say submitting their sessions or doing the rehearsals like what happens for you as a speaker so they understand well, that they need to care so this is not just for us as organizers this is for mm. them too because if okay you don't meet a given deadline let's say yeah. and you know obviously we're gonna we're not gonna be there on the day just waiting and if you don't hand it in on that day and the next day something will happen of course not uh we're all adults here you know we're working all everyone knows what work means um yeah. but if you don't for example let's say you don't give a presentation you, you just mm. don't hand it in and you just come on the day yeah well there's a possibility that something in your presentation won't go well or there's a possibility yeah. that something when you're presenting is not going to go well for you. And that's not yeah. going to make anyone else look bad. It's going to make the given speaker look unprepared. And that's yeah. not what we want. So it's, it's, you know, it's not so much for us. It's for everybody to just know that when the day comes, you're as prepared as you can be and it's going to go. That's yeah. how, you know, if you're prepared, that's when you can really just as we said let it flow and present it and do it with passion not have to worry about oh but i don't know what to do here or yeah. oh, but how do i put my presentation or how do i you know or why can't you see this image or whatever it is <laughs> how can i oh, share my screen wait <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so deadlines are yeah. critical yeah, yeah critical are they part of the contract by the way like in, do you put them in the contract also um i do you, what do you mean? Do you mean so when you have like, for example, the deadlines for the submission of the deck, the rehearsals or stuff like that that you expect from the speaker, are they also in the speaker contract? Some of you the know? main deadlines should be. I can't okay. really. I'm not the one who drafts the yeah, contract. Yeah. To be honest with okay. you. Okay. Yeah, because uh -huh. I think that they're for some of the events, for especially for the biggest events, there yeah. like these things are in. Yes. Yeah, I mean, they that's are just good yeah. practice, to be honest. If they're not, surely after this podcast, everything will be updated. So thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> Pointing it out because I personally haven't but read you in be careful with that one because <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know, I know. I will be careful. Don't worry about it. I would never position and put anybody at risk. Like that is. The first, I believe that everyone who is speaking at events have to understand and has to understand that if you think about it with every single move, every single presentation that you deliver, you first go out there, be that virtually or in person with your name, mm -hmm. right? And your reputation is on the line. So the way you treat the other people, the way you treat the organizers, the way you treat the attendees, every communication, every email shows and builds up your reputation and how people think about you 
And I don't know for the people out there, but I would guess that if you're listening to this podcast, you really care about what people think about you as a professional, right? And if that's the case, like act in a professional manner, right? At the end of the day, we all want to do this and we all want to be here. So it's not, Mm. you know, me forcing something down your throat. It's Mm. someone wanting to be there and wanting to do this. And this is the given process. Yeah. So what I, to, to kind of wrap this up, what is, you have seen a lot of events, you have analyzed a lot of events, you have been to a lot of events all across. If you have to go back in time and you are like, hmm, which is the biggest event mistake that you have ever seen? Like the biggest event failure ever. Like, oh, can you, can you name one? Can you I name some, something? I don't think I can. Really? Yeah. What okay. about you? Do you have one? Uh, that I have seen? Yeah. Yeah, I would say, yeah. I remember one. What is it? Uh, and it's related to a speaker, by the way. Not not meeting the deadlines for sure, not being prepared for sure. <laughs> so it is related to a speaker. So it is very probably on point. So it happened here in Sofia at a very expensive event. Uh-huh. And there was this lady uh, from Facebook. She was a privacy director of Facebook for the region here. Okay. So she went on stage. Yes. She went on stage and the first thing she said was sorry i'm not prepared and i heard that and i was like this is going to explode badly now because it's when you start with an apology and when you say that you are not prepared for one of the most expensive events for the year and the room is packed with people that paid for that event and you are oh by the way in an eastern european country you will struggle for sure (laughs) sooner or later that is guaranteed so I was like, when I heard that, I immediately went, started to go and leave the room because it's just disrespectful, right? Not being prepared for an audience that paid to listen is just plain and simple disrespectful. And um, very interesting point is that if you look at it very carefully, you see that the audiences nowadays in Bulgaria and in other countries now know and expect somebody to deliver a top presentation. Like yeah. they expect it. And what's even worse for us as speakers is they also know what a top presentation means, mm-hmm. right? Which is not easy to pull off, right? At oh. all. Because everybody is looking at Apple. Everybody is looking at Microsoft in the last few years. Everybody is looking at, let's say, I don't know, uh, um, what was the guy of Tesla? Who is not a, Elon Musk, who is not a great presenter, but the presentation itself, for example, if we talk about the slides are phenomenal on oh, no, and they know and they compare right they yeah. always compare so there was i was leaving the room and so i left went for a coffee which was the ultimate answer for this person right <laughs> and the, the ultimate rating for her in this case and a few moments later a friend of mine left the room also and asked me hey did you see what happened i was like no, because I'm obviously outside. So I didn't, I was not physically in, in the room anymore. So he said, hey, one person from the audience raised their hand, stood up and in front of everybody, in front of everybody, and this is four or 500 people in a room, right? So that's a big audience said, hey, excuse me for asking, but do you really believe that it is professional for you to go on stage unprepared? That was the that was the question for the privacy director of Facebook for the CEE region in front of 500 people. Everyone heard that and it's related to you. So imagine you being on stage and somebody asking you that in front of everybody. I can't. That is brutal. Yeah. I mean, if I, I, I questioned myself afterwards and I was like, if a client of ours asks us, how would they kind of fix the situation? right? What would, what would they need to do to kind of fix that, right? If it happens to them for some reason, right? And they have 35 more minutes to speak in front of that group of people. Like, what would they do, right? And I have my thesis, right? I think that I can figure it out by saying, let's say, okay, that was stupid. I agree. That was stupid. I'm here for you guys. I know a lot of things that you don't know. Let's turn this into a conversation. I'll answer anything. Yes. Right? Maybe something like this will kind of fix it. And if the 
answers of this person then later are really cool and really interesting, slowly but steadily it would fi- it would fix the situation, right? Maybe. But I afterwards, like 30 minutes ago, 30 minutes later, I actually saw the organizer of the event. Oh, she was furious, right? I, I mean, she she was furious. So yeah, that was probably one of the biggest failures I have experienced at an event. And it's again related to preparation and the speaker obviously not meeting some type of deadline. And yeah. it, they they have put everybody and made the organizer extremely angry, like extremely angry. Yeah. I mean, as you said, people have been looking at Apple and Google and Microsoft mm. these past few years. And it's important to understand that we live in such a digital digital age that yeah. this comparison is now available to anybody who has yeah. some sort of device that connects to the internet. So the bar is just set so high. Yeah. Because, you know, maybe 10 years ago, you could get away with pretty much anything because yeah. we weren't at a place where we can monitor these things but now we are so you better step up your game (laughs) it's insane okay so last where can people find more about data the global excel summit what are the channels what are the places that we should recommend them check dataproductions.com okay you can find everything there (laughs) (laughs) easy and simple keep it easy keep it simple just two websites we will make sure that we link those up in the show notes so that people can check them out and just click on them and again i would definitely recommend not because i'm one of the speakers of this event and also we are going to be one of the exhibitors at the event but just because if you guys go on the website of the global excel summit you see what i mean when i say hey these guys think in a different way when we talk about events. So again, kudos to your whole team, to the organization for what you are doing. It's a, It was at least for me, it was an inspiration to see, hey, wait a minute, there it is possible, right? It is possible to think in a different way when we talk about events because I got used to some like very mediocre type of executions, you know, of events. And so kudos to everything that you have been doing in the last, what, a year now <laughs> for this thing, for this event. Yeah. Thank so, you very much. Yeah. Thanks for spending the time here. It is already 50 minutes. I don't know who you... Honestly, yeah. my pleasure. My yeah, 50 minutes. Great. Yeah. 50 minutes here. I hope that people took some insights in regards to a... Here is what is going to happen with me <laughs> if I decide to speak <laughs> at some event or I get invited to speak or I am kind of pointed or referred to to speak at an event by somebody else. Again, thanks again for taking the time. And I'm hopefully we'll see you. I'll see you at some point in the future in London or in any other place. I don't know. Who well, knows? Look forward to it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So for everyone else, Global Excel Summit, dataproductions.com. And our conference, which is like two or three months after the Excel Summit, which is called Present to Succeed. Again, let's keep it simple, (laughs) presenttosucceed.com. So if you want to know more about it, we we are also bringing the top and brightest minds in the presentation industry for you guys. So if you want to join it, if you want to learn more, go there, check it out. And yeah, hopefully you got a lot of interesting points from this one and see you in the next one.